comes louder. He's one on one with Hemsley, and Hemsley blocks it. Mitchell spins on Childs, and one. Cal up top, Shepard. Shepard was asking for it for three. Watson, and a foul! This is a clinic. This is Aztec basketball. Aztec Nation. This is the Aztec Breakdown Podcast. Coming at you uh, different from the way I've been doing it. This is not a pupcast. The audio quality should be much better on this one. This is this is Trone, myself. I'm here. I don't know why I spoke about myself in third person, but it's fine. And I'm here with Kyle. First time in yeah, a long time. we're uh, back, baby. It it's going really good. It's been a very active summer for not just our Aztecs, but the two of us. Mm-hmm. A lot's been going on, and it has turned out to be quite the eventful summer. And I am super excited to be back in the first show of the new season. Absolutely, and it it should be a good one. We'll we'll see here. We'll see. You never know for sure, but should be a good one uh so we haven't spoken since i think not on on a show at least since since i think it was when micah Parrish committed we both yeah did a, we, we had mm-hmm. a twitter spaces then and it was it was an interesting time because i felt simultaneously like there was so much more i wanted to talk about and yet i also felt at the time that we had covered all the major storylines mm-hmm. i don't know how i felt both of those things at the same time but that's where we are but we were talking and you came up with the idea of like, let's just talk about how we feel about about the season, right? There's a lot of hype about this coming season. I talked not super long ago um, comparing this team to like the 2020 team and how on paper it looks very similar in a lot of ways. It's obviously different too, but it, it just looks very similar in a lot of ways. I think there is even more hype about this team than there was about that team personally. So Kyle, how are you feeling about this season? How are you feeling about this team? And I got emotions. I think excited is about as basic as as you could say it, right? I think everyone that I talk to is asking me questions about the team. Anyone who's even remotely an Aztec fan has one eye on the basketball team already. We've got our the the diehards that go to every home game and are active in in on Twitter. Uh, and you know, with Snapdragon dragon opening, you know, you feel like, oh, it could take some of the shine away from the basketball team and the football team just hasn't cut the, cut the cheese this year. So Major disappointment. Yeah. Um, and so kind of it, after that Boise loss, I saw this huge swing of people trying to ask me about, you know, positional rankings and what lineups do I like and all that stuff. And I, and, and we'll get to that, right? Like we've got three shows planned between now and the start of the season. And we'll talk about positional where we believe the starting lineups that we're going to look at the roster as a whole. We're going to look at the schedule. We're going to look at all that stuff. But as far as just the feeling, I don't know if I've ever been as excited. I see things that I love. I look at the conference as a whole and I, don't think there's going to be much of a challenge. And I love the non-conference, like throw us into the fire right off the bat and let's just go. Let's just see where we're at. Um, I'm hyped, man. I, I, 
I think that this season has the potential to be one of, if not the best in the history of the program. I think you look at the talent on this team. They don't have Kawhi. They might not have Malachi, but they could have five or six players that would be the second best player on either of those two teams all on one team. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a different level of quality. I feel like in the past, I feel like we've maybe had five or six players that were really solid college basketball players. And this year it feels like we could have 10, 10 really solid contributing basketball players. I mean, we're talking a team that could roll out two starting lineups and I think we would all be okay. A team that could survive an injury to a big star. It's just, it just feels different. And I want Aztec nation to embrace that. It's time to embrace it. It's time to start acting like we're a big dog. Because this season could totally springboard you to another stratosphere, especially with conference realignment and all that good stuff coming up. So pretty excited. How about you? I uh I think I echo all of those, all of those sentiments, right? Those are all those are all great. I was trying to think a week or two ago, I was trying to think about what players on this team could be a starter for a tournament team like if they weren't on the Aztecs how many mm-hmm. players could be a starter for a tournament team right and I I, I couldn't like make a, a an official decision but just just going down like all the starters if we assume this team is a tournament team which seems like a relatively safe assumption then all the starters obviously are starters but like could Adam Seiko start on a tournament team yes I think so right like could could uh we have between probably Darian Trammell and Keisha Johnson. One of them is coming off the bench. I happen to think it'll be Johnson, but he's already started for a tournament team. And right? I think both of them can. Yeah. And both of them can, right. Can, could, could Paris start on a tournament team? Probably right. He didn't, but I kind of feel like he could right with his skills. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. I do want to, take it slightly away from the Aztecs and, and just on a more on a more broad level one of the things I'm really excited about this season in particular is between San Diego State and then Houston and Gonzaga there is a decent chance that you could have three teams from mid-major conferences in the final four and something about that gets me all worked up and and it, it definitely helps that San Diego State is one of the three but um, I think like on top of being as, as excited as I am for Aztec basketball, just the college basketball season in general, I think I'm super excited for this year. Yeah. And and the funny part is like two players that are going to go one and two in the NBA draft aren't even in college basketball. So mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. I, I, this is just completely off topic, but if you haven't seen Wembenyama before you need to, because he, he's worth interrupting this podcast to talk about he is so incredible ridiculous i saw him yeah. last night was the first time i had seen him i had yeah. never heard of him before and i saw him on twitter and i was like how much money would he need to come play for san diego state for one year 20 million like i don't think kentucky has enough money yeah yeah no, 
anyways anyways the dream the dream it's okay sorry somebody who's seven four can handle the ball can shoot like curry it's ridiculous anyways yeah go watch them it's it's a it's a fun so yeah so this this season is going to be one that i think it's so wide open i think that there are about 10 teams that can win the natty and i think there are about 20 teams that could reach the final four not to and and we're talking every year there's one got team that comes out of absolute nowhere and surprises mm-hmm. everyone right and what's crazy is if the aztecs made the final four we're not one of those teams anymore it's yeah. the the media is starting to realize the potential that the team has and Hawaii will will tell us a lot. It will tell us an absolute lot about this squad and where we're at. Now, of course, Dutcher's teams historically get better as the season goes on, which is funny because, you know, I think the theme of this season, and we'll talk about this during the season preview, I don't think the regular season matters at all. <laughs> I think it's all about March for this team. So, We'll see, but it, it's an exciting college. It's an exciting college basketball season for sure. So, we were going to talk about kind of the players that we're most excited about. So, with the new guys, who do you feel like piques your interest the most, and and why? Well, I think there's five new guys, right? There's the two freshmen, there's the two transfers, and then whether you want to consider Lidi to be. Yes, we're gonna not. count him. We're I gonna think, count. Yeah, him. I think he is because we haven't seen him on the floor yet. Um, so of the five, I'm gonna go with Tremel. Is probably the one I'm most excited to see. It's probably between him and Ladie, but I think Tremel brings the skill set that the team needs to really take them over the top. Uh, coach Dutcher is a coach who is at his best when his team has a really high level point guard. Right. And that that goes back to the Fisher days, too. If you look at like the best teams in Aztec history, right, the 2011 team sure had Kawhi and Billy White. and Those were great players and no disrespect to them, but they also had DJ Gay. Right. Yep. 2014 Sweet 16 team. X Thames. Right. Yep. I know one of your favorite players. 2020 mm-hmm. Malachi mm-hmm. Flynn, second team All-American. So like when you look at the best teams, they all had that high level point guard. And I think that's something to a certain extent in college basketball, but also just oh, yeah. for Coach Dutcher specifically like even more so than average he he really thrives when his teams have those good point guards and i think tremel has the opportunity to fill that role yeah i think that it's it's in this case it's a pretty simple one of a team that will always put defense above offense having a good point guard fixes a lot of your offensive issues versus you know you can scheme to, to fix your defense. You can't really scheme to fix your offense, right? You got to have guys who can hit shots or create shots for others. Bottom line. And we've had Aztec teams that could not create their own shot. And it's a, it's a season this year where Tramel has an opportunity to not only score because he proved that at Seattle, that he could do that, but distribute to the wealth of talent around him. And, I think it's a it's a good choice. I think Tramel is a good choice. For me, I'm going to go Liddy. And the only reason mm-hmm. is just because he's playing in a more natural position 
to what he's wanted to his entire college career. Just go check out any interview with him or anytime his, you know, he talks about basketball or his dad, they all mention like he grew up playing guard and he had to develop into a forward and he went from playing guard to playing center in college. And it just, it just doesn't work. And you have to have time to change your skills. Right. But on top of that, it's all about fit. And I think with Ladie, he's going to play the four with Mensa on the roster. He's not playing the five. And there are going to be times where he's going to be guarded by a guy who's three to five inches smaller than him. Mm-hmm. Isn't as athletic and isn't as strong. So if Ladie has no basketball skills whatsoever, which based on everything that I've heard and seen at Swish League, he can play, like really play. He dominated Deshaun Stevens when I saw him play in the Swish League. Ex-Aztec, solid college big Deshaun Stevens, who's playing Good. professionally in Europe. Yep. He dominated him. So... I'm a little excited. I I just, I, I think that this team is going to be a combination of one of the things that made Kawhi's team great, which was Billy White and Malcolm Thomas kicked everyone's ass in the post. And I mm-hmm. think that's going to be the exact same formula for this team. Ladie and, and um, Mensa are going to dominate in the post. And then the other side is what made Kawhi's team great was you had an incredible backcourt with KJ and Malachi that worked off of each other. And you also had the pick and roll that they could spam over and over and over again with Malachi and Yanni. And Ladie's skill set is kind of like a more polished version of Yanni Vetzel. Uh, a more, I would, I think he's probably going to be a better player for us than Yanni was. And you could make a case that Yanni was the second best player on that team, or at least the second most important player Mm -hmm. on that Malachi Mm -hmm. Flynn team. And I just think the sky's the limit for him, but you're taught we're we're pinching hairs here. I think those two are going to have a huge impact on this team. And I think ultimately where they end up at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something to add about Ladie. Uh, you know, he's been getting so little attention over the summer and it's starting to pick up the, like the national heads have been starting to, to hear a little bit more things here and there. Um, but in one of my crusades against the national media, there's been all that, all that new like almanac came out from like mm-hmm. the field of 68 and three man weave and, and heat check, right. All these big people combined and they, they made their, their preseason college basketball like magazine, digital magazine. I haven't bought it because I don't have the money to buy it. But um, from everything I've heard, it's a fantastic resource. But before it came out, I just like offhand, I was like, I bet you they aren't going to talk about Ladie either, right? Just Mm -hmm. poking at the national media. And Rob Douster like quote tweeted me and was like, we have him as a second team All-American, but you know, go off. So I got some egg on my face there. But like, (laughs) you know, I was like, oh shoot. Okay. So- they have heard the hype and they have not only heard it, but they've believed the hype. Apparently. Um, I don't know if they like saw practices or if they're just going off of like coach Dutcher talking about how he can average double, double or what it is. But, but uh, yeah, no, Ladie, Ladie, the talent and the skill set should be huge for this team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he doesn't have any pressure on him. Like I don't, 
he might be the new guy, but that's something that is so unique to this team. There isn't one flat out bona fide star. Like Matt Bradley is a great basketball player. Ladie hopefully can be a great basketball player. And I'm going to speak that into existence. He will be a great college <laughs> basketball player, but Mensa is one of the best bigs in the, in the country. And Lamont was just like rated. I think he was the top five on ball defender on defense shot 40% when like when Lamont was healthy last year, he was one of our best players and he hopefully can take that leap. But I'm like, the whole point is last year, it very much felt like Matt had a lot on his shoulders. He did. Yeah. And I don't think yeah. that's going to be the case this year. Hopefully. And he, like he talked about how, how that like affected his mindset, like the pressure in the new setting and stuff and how it kind of, it kind of took him out of his game. And, you know, we talked about like the missed free throws and clutch situations and stuff. And, and yeah, without that pressure, he might be even better too. And he was, he was really good last year. Bradley mm -hmm. was, but like he could be even better. And, and the Ladie Bradley connection this year, one of the things I noticed with Ladie is because he totally was a guard, he likes catching the ball in the mid post. And he'll probably do that a lot this year with uh, Mensa on, you know, in the same potential lineup, you don't want to clog the paint. But one of the things I really noticed is he, he's a great passer from the mid post. And, we talked about this last season, Matt Bradley, one of his best shots is his step into catch and shoot three pointer catch, mm -hmm. step into the shot, mm -hmm. three pointer. It's a shot that he doesn't, didn't take enough of last year. There was nobody else it, who could get him it. Exactly. So yeah. I think it's going to be, that could be a look at that in the new season. Ladie catching the ball in the mid post, swinging it opposite kind of wing elbow for an uncontested Bradley three. Cause that's where he likes to operate and set up is on yeah. that wing area. So, Okay, great. What about the new? What about the guys that are coming back? Who are you looking to, you know, take that leap, or you think you're just going to give us the most dynamism for this season? I, at the risk of potentially saying the same answer that you're going to say, I'm going to go with Lamont Butler. Yeah, um, <laughs> is, is, is who I'm is who I'm going with, and here's why. Here's why, and you, and you just touched on this a little bit a minute ago when. Right at the time when Butler, like right before he went down, or maybe it was maybe it was one game afterwards last year, I wrote I wrote something and I I wrote that he was the best player on the team last year. And that last year's team was his team. Um, and because he was playing so well to start the season. And then he got hurt and we've we've gone over the hurt and the family and everything, right, over and over again. And then towards the end of the year, it started to come back, right? He had 16 points in the, in the conference championship game. So like he was starting to come back, but Lamont Butler, if he, if he starts off that way again, like, is there a chance that he could once again be the best player on the team on a team with Matt Bradley on a team, Kyle, Kyle Shaken said, yes, on a team with Matt Bradley on a team with, with potential second team, all American Jaden Liddy could Lamont Butler be the best player and and even more so along the lines of of coach dutcher does his best work as a coach when he has a good point guard could he could butler be that point guard or could he have two point guards because that's when he's like really really the best right we, we've talked in the offseason about like butler would kind of take that that kj fagan role of like guard the opponent's best ball handler 
and hit those open threes. And he did that super well last year. And even if that's all we get from him this year, that's going to be a really good player. But can he can he take that next step and be like the primary ball handler? Can he be the primary facilitator? All that stuff. That's that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. What do you think? How who are you looking at? I mean, nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that who benefits the most from the transfers? It's him. Mm-hmm. He no longer has, and the biggest knock on him is he's not a point guard. And I don't agree with that. I just think it's kind of them fitting him into the lineups. I think he totally can be the guard. I think that uh, no one gets to the basket better than him. Finishing definitely has to improve, but no one gets to the basket more than him. And when you have multiple players who have gravity, Ladie, Bradley, Mensa, he's just got to be one guy to get to the basket. And it's sky's the limit, man. I think that this season is, is his. I really do. I think it's set up for him to succeed. He's gotten better every single year that he's been here. Uh, last year, like you said, when he was healthy, he was our best player. I don't, I, I, I really believe that. And if he's going to level up from what we last saw, 16 points in the championship game, Big three, big three, big three, defensive stop, defensive stop, defensive stop. Going to eat teams alive. And KJ, when he was on fire and playing well, the Aztecs were unbeatable, like Mm -hmm. absolutely unbeatable. And for, for all of the awesomeness that KJ brought to the team, Lamont's a better basketball player. Lamont has a bigger, a higher ceiling. And I'm, I'm, I'm doubling down on my takes from last year. It's I'm pushing all the chips. I think he's going to be incredible. He may not be our best player just because I think the talent level is so obnoxious, but if Lamont is our best player, it's probably doing all right. Cause I really have a belief that Bradley, Kind of where he was at last year, I think that's probably his best version of himself. Obviously, efficiency and all that stuff can go up, but I think that's on the cards this year. Uh, I think Mensa, really, is Mensa going to have a new talent or get better? I think with Mensa, it's just about being healthy. Like, let's get you healthy and stop doing stupid fouls in the post. Like, those are the two things he needs to work on, but he's not. there's no real leverage or, or space for him to grow. Um. KJ, I think, is going to get pushed out. You know, KJ is definitely the summer hype train player. The guy who, from the videos, you're like, what? He's hitting 40% from three, huh? And, you know, it's, he's definitely, as KJ is far and away the best athlete. He's, I've coined him the best in-game dunker we've ever had. And that will continue this year if, if the defense is as good as we all think it can be. But it's Lamont. It's it's Lamont. And even if he's just playing the KJ role, giving you top five on-ball defender and guarding their best player, guarding All-Americans, guarding Sherfield. And I think Sherfield, did Sherfield transfer? We'll talk about yeah, that later. He, he but, transferred, yeah, uh, yeah all of, but you know what I mean? Those types of players mm-hmm, that can score mm-hmm. 30, 40. Lamont's going to go head-to-head with them. And then on the offensive side of the ball, just take that next step as a shooter. Because he... Uh, at times was Jordan Shackle automatic last year. And if he can grow his, his, his game to be that good of an outside shooter, 
the Aztecs will need nothing else on offense, like literally nothing else on offense. And then the, the caveat with that is if he does take that next step as a shooter, which I think he can, and he's shown that he can be consistent. All those guys that we mentioned, KJ, great shooter and defender, uh, Shackle, same thing. Even Adam Seiko, great shooter. None of those guys can attack the basket like Lamont. So if he's mm-hmm. just catching and shooting or trying to take people's heads off at the rim, oh, it's it's. there are going to be games where Lamont has a quiet game, locks up the other person's best player, scores less than 10 points. But I think there's games where he's going to score 25 and be our best player, like by a mile. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really hopeful for Lamont. I've, he looks, he's been working all summer too. He's kind of been in the background of those KJ videos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But he went to Vegas this summer to work it out with like some NBA players and those, those trainers and that group of people. I heard he was playing with Malachi, him and Malachi were on the same team in a lot of the runs which makes a lot of sense if he's going to play that KJ Fagan role because <laughs> Malachi is, you know, KJ's point guard. Um, but yeah, I think it's, he, for me, I mean, everyone knows I love that. I love the kid. I love his attitude. I love his defense and people win me over with their on-ball defense. But yeah, I think it's it's the same guy for me. It's, it's Lamont and I would love to hear in the tw- on Twitter, tell me who you're most excited for coming yeah. back and returning. We got a lot of content coming up. Um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on on this show? No, man. I think I think that's it. We can keep this one a little shorter, a little, little sweeter here. Cool. Um, Just bef- before we bounce out of here, we're going to have a little bit of a different schedule this year. Last year, we really recorded on Tuesdays, I think, and we put out Tuesdays, like a podcast yeah. Wednesday or Thursday every week. Because the team's really good, because you guys have asked for it, and we love the support that you've shown us. We're going to try and do two shows a week or one show and a bunch of spaces a week. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to live stream the games. That was a goal. I've done the setup and it's just not working out maybe later on in the season, but as of the start of the season, it's not going to happen. Um, I'm going to start doing, we're going to start doing pregame and postgame spaces. Those have been really successful for us. So by all means, follow us on Twitter uh, at Aztec breakdown at call me Kinslow. Uh, get involved. We want the community to keep growing in this very special year and uh, it should be good, but we should have two shows a week for you is the goal every uh, weekender and one for the week. Um, And it'll, it'll be a good year of content this season on, on the Aztec breakdown. And a good year of basketball on the, yeah, on the good floor year of basketball. for the, yeah, for the Aztecs proper. <laughs> awesome. That will, I think that'll do it for this one. Aztec fans, we will catch you next time. See you later.